0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Last night, we had a couple preseason games. We've got some coaches talking about their players, and we had a fun little rumor come out as well. Let's go ahead and talk about those things and more so we can sit back, relax, sip our coffee, and enjoy the show. All right, and we're going to start things off today before we get into preseason takeaways with just a little bit of news. And first things first, a little rumor, a little fun little happening came out. Uh, It has been reported per ESPN, per Kyle Shanahan, that had the 49ers won the NFC Championship game, they would have signed Phillip Rivers. Uh, To to play in the game. I, I mean, I don't know if they would have actually started him. I mean, I'm sure Brock Purdy definitely still would have played the bulk of the game, but it's just fun to imagine that Philip Rivers maybe could have gotten himself a ring without having to do anything all year. Um, so, and you know, I'm, I'm a Philip Rivers guy. I like him a decent bit. So it would have been cool for him, but, uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, but you know, maybe something to keep an eye out on, you know, maybe next year, if the 49ers make the super bowl, they'll sign Philip Rivers or something. Who knows? Who knows? I just thought it was a fun story to share with you guys. Next up, we have some reports as well that Kenneth Gainwell is absolutely dominating at the Philadelphia Eagles camp per Andrew Erickson an Eagles correspondent. Kenny Gainwell is playing like a feature back. He is believed to be the team's early down feature running back per Seamus Clancy of Philly Voice. While DeAndre Swift has carved out a role as a receiver, Gainwell appears to have been promoted to the featured back spot as a rusher after a strong start in training camp. And... I mean, that's awesome. That is music to player profiler and Kenneth Gainwell drafters ears. Uh, He's the cheapest of the Eagles running backs and he may perhaps be the main one. I mean, we saw them use him a ton in the playoffs and trust him when the games meant the most. So it just makes sense, especially since they're just bringing in two running backs who are off injured and they're new to the team in general. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell has also reportedly had the most snaps in training camp among running backs as well. So it is looking like Kenneth Gainwell's season is officially here. If people in your league are not wise to it yet, I recommend I recommend capitalizing on it. And I recommend taking shots on him in drafts um, right now. Right now, essentially, if you're still drafting, uh, get him. Next up, Javante Williams. There's been an update as well. And Sean Payton, it's just as simple as this. Sean Payton came out and said, Javante Williams is 100% right now. Javante Williams is 100%. Probably if you had asked anyone that earlier this year, you would have been shocked and told them that they were wrong. But no, he's good. He After completely shattering his knee, he is good. He is back 100% according to Sean Payton. And he is also expected to play in some preseason games, get some preseason action this preseason as well. So we'll be able to see it. Hopefully we'll see it on full display. You love to hear a player getting back to full health so easily. And finally, with news, Baker Mayfield has been announced as the week one starter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is what we expected. Even though we know the training camp is close, they have to go with Baker Mayfield. They brought him in to see if he had anything left. They will give him a trial period. Again, guys, I tell you, this trial period is until the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bye week. They have the first bye week possible, the earliest bye week. Uh, I believe Kyle Trask will be out there by week five. Uh, But Baker Mayfield starting for week one. He's starting this preseason game this weekend as well uh, with Kyle Trask filling in. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, things could still change, but he has been announced as the starter. Now, guys, let's go ahead and talk about these preseason games. But before we get into that, I just want to shout out you guys in the chat. Good morning, Harry Snowman. Good morning, Naughty. Good morning, Brandon Mills. Good morning, Dylan Gibson. And good morning, Paul. But I don't know what this Jonathan Taylor Instagram post is. Hold on, let's see what this is about. Let's see what this is about. OK, uh, is it on a story? Here's a pin post. Here's another post. All right, hold on, Check in the story. 11 hours ago, it's just a black screen with some eyeballs. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means, <laughs> but uh, Jonathan Taylor put an eyeball emoji on a black screen on his Instagram story. Perhaps means something is imminent. Maybe he was impressed with some of the preseason action last night or something. I don't know. But let's do it. Let's go ahead and start with a little discussion on the Patriots Vikings game. The Patriots lost the game. It was twenty to nine. The Texans took it away. And in regards to the Patriots, what you need to know is that Pierre Strong got a ton of action. So maybe his spot isn't as, you know, guaranteed as some people would hope. He had t- six carries for 21 yards and three receptions for 12 yards. It was good to see the multi-purpose usage, and hopefully he can continue to build upon that. Taekwon Thornton, he had two receptions for 31 yards. He looked pretty decent. One of the catches was actually pretty good. In fact, I've got a video. Now he stands into fire down. the. Yeah, just a nice little grab going up to get it. Good little throw from Bailey Zappi. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Tyquan Thornton is a guy I've been taking a chance on at the end of pretty much every best ball draft. You've got to capitalize on 4-2 speed. No one else has that in this Patriots offense. And if you do believe that Bill O'Brien will get them on the right track, Tyquan Thornton will probably be at least worth ADP. Kayshawn Booty, after all the camp hype, only had two receptions for seven yards. <clears throat> Jeez, hold on. Give me. Hi. And Bailey Zappi. In case you're wondering if he's gonna be out Mac Jones, he was 12 for 14 and 79 yards. Not enough. Didn't throw a touchdown or anything, but again, looked really good, just like he did last year. Very efficient passer. Uh, no touchdowns, which sucks. But you know, if if anything, if they're not sold on Mac Jones, I do definitely believe that they could turn to Mac to Bailey Zappi at some point. And one final takeaway regarding the Patriots is that DeMario Douglas, after a massively, massively um, impressive camp, you know, really showing off, impressing players and working with the first team, having great catches, he did not play at all, which is probably a good thing. So this is crazy, guys. Go pick up DeMario Douglas. He's already reported working with the first team, and he did not play in this preseason game. I think that means that he's done enough. Bill Belichick even came out about it and said that this was his quote about DeMario Douglas. Didn't mention him at all. Did a very Bill Belichick, but basically said the players that played well in practice didn't have to play in the game. And the players that played in the game haven't had much practice. So DeMario Douglas looking good. They're six round rookie making noise, really making noise. Go pick up yourself some DeMario Douglas. Now in regards to the Texans, we've had a ton of stuff go on with them. First off, CJ Stroud did not look good. He was two for four, 13 yards and an interception, but he did show some wheels. He had two carries for six yards, so that was cool to see. And also, I'm not going to be too upset about this interception. I'll go ahead and show it to you real quick. I mean, like awful pass, really, but it's a a Bill Belichick defense. Rookie quarterbacks always notoriously struggle against them. He just gives people tough looks. So it's going to be hard. One thing to notice on that play is that Tank Dell ran that route that was targeted, had a fantastic route even. Just the pass didn't get to him. Tank Dell finished the day, five receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Here's some highlights from that. This is just a nice little snag over the middle, and he shows some burst to get about 15 extra yards. I mean, he got tackled but still looked really explosive. And this is his touchdown grab. Mills. And he kind of bobbles it. So it's a little tough, right? I mean, it's a touchdown catch, so we're excited about it. We're happy about it. But imagine how much better that highlight would have been had he actually just caught the ball originally. Uh, But it was really cool to see the concentration. You know, he drops the pass, bounces over a defender. He's on his back lane. He catches it as it falls into him. That's pretty good. I mean, that's hard to do. But I definitely would have rather him just caught the ball. But he looked really good. D'Amico Ryans came out after the game and said that he expects Tankdale to be a weapon for them all year. So those of you who have already drafted him, congratulations on the value. Go ahead and start buying into him. I I don't know if you can buy into him now. It might be a little tough. It might be hard to actually pay up, but it might be worth it. It might be worth it with how he looked. I know the big thing that we're worried about with his size, but he looked a little bigger than than I expected him to look yesterday as well. I mean, he looked good. He was the best wide receiver on the field yesterday. Nico Collins only had one catch for eight yards, and John Mechie only had one catch for five yards. Is it because, you know, they, they already know what they have in these guys and they don't need to work them out? I don't know. But, you know, I would have liked to see some more from them. Also, something that I'm kind of scratching my head about is that Devin Singletary had a decent bit of action. He had five carries for 14 yards. They're paying him nearly $3 million, so I would have expected that he wouldn't really have any preseason work, that they would have kept him fresh with Damian Pierce, but they wanted to see what he's got, and it really wasn't that much, so... I might, you know, we had a, an on, on, on and on a couple weeks ago and he talked about buying Damian Pierce. I might be with him. You know, he sat out this game. Devin Singletary got some work. None of the other backup running backs looked that good. Damian Pierce really might be a workhorse this year and he's pretty cheap to acquire. So I would look into that for sure. Let's see. Next up, let's go ahead and just talk about this Vikings Seahawks game. The Seahawks won the game. It was what? 24 to 13. And yeah, I mean, it was a fun little game. We saw a lot more action, I think, from a, from a numerous players. Uh, we'll start with the Seahawks, as, as we already did. My first takeaway was that where the hell is Kenny McIntosh? I thought we would see him. I don't know if it's similar to what I was talking about with Demario Douglas and that the coaching staff has already seen enough. He's earned his spot on the roster. Or perhaps he's really bad. I don't really know because it's not like we've heard a lot out of camp, any really hype or rumors or anything, just that you know he's doing his thing where he's catching passes. So I don't know. I'm a little concerned I didn't see him out there, but it could also be a good thing. It's you know it's so tough to read between the lines in preseason football, but I would have liked to see some Kenny McIntosh usage for sure. But the big story is Jake Bobo, who had three receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown, plus a magnificent special teams play. Check this out. He's getting kind of boxed out as the punt goes to the one, but he just jumps up, bats it out, and keeps it, you know, a perfect special team's play. Put Pins the uh, Vikings down at the one-yard line because of Jake Bobo. And you love to see just good football IQ from players like him, slot receivers, slot specialists, route runners, everything like that. Here's a little – and here's his touchdown. It was really good. Here it is. Maybe some pressure coming from Minnesota boom, just a, just a good little touchdown catch, you know? I mean, he looked really good last night, so I'm taking a chance on him in my deeper leagues. I mean, I know the Seahawks are incredibly crowded in terms of receivers, so I doubt he sees too much time, but he looked good. He looked good, so I like it. Uh, Zach Charbonnet also played. He only had 14 yards rushing and 14 yards receiving. Didn't look super great or anything. Four rushes, two receptions, but again, like with Pierre Strong, it's cool to see the multi-usage uh, but you you would have liked to see some more for sure. Again, fading Zach Charbonnet. I wonder why. And finally, JSN, you know, had an okay game. He had three receptions for 25 yards. Here is an almost grab he had that was pretty fantastic. I don't know why the camera's like this, but it is what it is. But there's Drew Locke throwing it, and he goes for an Odell Beckham-type one-handed grab while the pass is thrown behind him. Yeah. Uh, I like it because I know he didn't bring it in, but I like it because normally players don't attempt to catch those types of things if they don't think they could do it. So I think that that is in Jackson Smith and Jigba's wheelhouse. It was just a really bad pass way far behind him, and he just couldn't quite bring it in. But it was cool to see him attempt it, and I hope to see stuff like that all season. He showed some decent bursts as well. The first play of the game was a design screen to him. I mean, he got horse collar tackled essentially, so he couldn't really break it out. But then on the next series, he had another catch that he caught over the middle and gained like an extra like seven yards off of the reception. Again, showed some decent bursts, some good route running. Nothing, you know, spectacular, but did look good, looking like the receiver that we want him to be. And finally, uh, let's talk about the Vikings. The Vikings had a ton of, you know, players make a noise. The big one, of course, was Jordan Addison. Check out this catch that was ruled incomplete, but was actually a completed pass. There's him just on the sideline getting his toes in. Uh, it's, it was a really spectacular catch, and he did a really good job last night. And I hope to see him continue to build upon it. Another player that stood out was Ty Chandler. I would almost argue that Ty Chandler was the biggest standout of this game. Is it good that he's getting this much preseason work? I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I, I would probably like to see him not get so much preseason work, but it's good to see him. And he looked good. 11 carries, 41 yards, four receptions at 29 yards. Again, I have been fading Alexander Madison. I don't like how much he costs right now. And Ty Chandler is a much cheaper entry into this backfield. And I think he definitely has a pretty big role in this this offense, as demonstrated by how well he performed, and I'm sure how well he'll continue to perform this preseason. And he's got a great profile as well. So why not take a chance on Ty, Ty, Ty Chandler? And the other running back looked less good, Dwayne McBride, a guy I've been kind of touting and hoping to see. Started off his first touch of the game, he had a kick return that he should have just left as a touchback, but he tried to return it, got tackled at the 13-yard line, didn't really look that good. And then he had six carries for only 15 yards, didn't really flash in any regard, so I didn't really like seeing that. I was hoping to see a bit more from him. As we know, he led FBS in rushing last year, so you would expect to see some good running back uh, action from him, but no, you really didn't see anything. Uh, we'll see how it develops. I'm sure he'll get plenty more preseason action and get up to speed, but right now it looks like it's Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. And lastly, guys, Jalen Rager did make a bit of a splash. He had four receptions for 55 yards. Not bad. I mean, obviously you want a little bit more, but I'm think I'm thinking that Jalen Rager probably locked down the wide receiver four role on this offense, probably behind KJ Osborne or Jordan Addison, whoever ends up in that wide receiver three spot. And that could end up being something if an injury happens. So Jalen Rager, maybe it's not over yet. Do we have any questions, guys, before we, I let you guys finish your weekend out? Yeah, Harry Snowman makes a good point. That was not a highlight for Tank. Yeah, I agree. It's it's. I wish he would have just caught it. But, you know, still it is good to see that concentration. I mean, like you could have, say the same thing about the Julian Adelman catch of the Super Bowl. Like, why couldn't you just catch it the first time, Julian? But still, it was a cool bobbled catch. You know, so it is what it is. Somebody asked, what about Cunningham? He did look good. I just don't expect him to really ever, you know, make some action, at least with the Patriots. I do think it'd be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. But he did look good, had a really solid rushing touchdown. So someone to keep your eye on for sure. Um, let's see. Addison looked good. Boone Boone did look pretty explosive. Uh Mike Boone is explosive in general. He looked pretty good when he was on Denver. So it is possible he earns himself a role. Um I wouldn't buy Singletary at current ADP. I agree. I agree. If I'm buying a Texans running back, I'm buying Damian Pierce. And let's see. McBride may need to get some time to be ready. Yeah, this is true. And Brandon Mills says, not going to mention Charbonnet running over sign. The bias is real. Sorry. He did run over Luis Sine. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But still, I mean, did it do enough. did it do enough. Um, Let's see. All right, guys, that seems to be it. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, a fantastic rest of your Friday. I'll see you all Monday on this very Player Profiler YouTube channel at 10 a.m. Eastern, as always, as we'll break down more news. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear some more of me this morning at 10.45 a.m., I will be live on the RotoWire podcast with Alan Sezlowski. It'll be a good one. So if you if you tune into that, I would appreciate it. See you all. Have a good one. Peace.